Welcome to Jags Drive Time with John Osherberg and Brian Sexton. Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. This is a team win today. Offense, defense, and special teams. And it's a hell of a win against a great football team. A playoff caliber team. That shows me, shows you right there, that we're right there. And we are right there with them. I need a one, I need a new ball here, guys. Ready? One, two, three. I mentioned to this man on Thursday, was it Thursday? Or Friday, Friday. 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 I said after after we win on Sunday. Hell yeah! It's victory! Well, if it's Victory Monday, shouldn't we all be taking the day off? We're not. Good morning and welcome to Jags Drive Time. Brian Sexton along with John Osher. And the reality of it, John, is, is that the Victory Monday that we will celebrate today means that there are smiles on people's face. And the entire building has a completely different vibe when you come up with a win, especially a big win like yesterday. It's hard to put into just a few words what it means to this team right now to escape that game with a win over a team that's contending not just for the playoffs, but for the AFC North title. A great man once told me once, Brian, winning is cool. People like it. I mean, I, well, I'm going to write that down. And it, it, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing because the team has been close. It has progressed. If you are backing up from a football X's and O's, study it, wondering about the future perspective, it's been close. And yesterday wasn't a quantum leap from what we've seen, but you win and it verifies everything. But where it was a quantum leap, and I will get to it in, in our big things, was Trevor Lawrence. Right. The quantum leap there, and that quantum leap is everything. It, it, 100%. It, it's why the bounce in the step today feels so different than your normal win bounce in the step, because that was real what we saw yesterday. He was so good yesterday in the fourth quarter. That even when the Ravens went down and, and Josh Oliver gave them, and the two-point conversion gave them mm-hmm. the 27-20 lead, I really didn't doubt that Trevor would be able to get the offense back down the field. I didn't know that he was going to be able to get mm-hmm. in the end zone and get the two-point conversion, but I had a sense that he was going to make a game of it. That's how much confidence I had yeah. in the way he played. A couple of thoughts, and I know we're talk about Trevor all day. I thought for the first time, uh, just watching it from the press box, and I, and I think Jaguars fans felt it too, what you're talking about. You go down 27-20, and I think in every other game this season, you would have thought, eh, well, yeah, yeah, that's it. And I, I wrote somewhere on Jaguars.com this morning, by the end of the game, you weren't, your gut feeling watching it, you weren't wondering and hoping he would make the right decision and accurate throw. Yeah. You were expecting it. Well, we'd seen evidence of it. And, but, but, I mean, to me, I felt on that last drive, even to the point where I, I had my head down on my computer writing, which is what you do when it's a tight game like that. So I watched the uh, touchdown to Marvin Jones, wasn't fully aware that it was 14 seconds left or 10 seconds left when it happened, uh, 14. But my thought as I was watching the replay was, well, they'll score in the next play. Because they were so hot at that point. Right. I, I hoped for the Jaguars' sake that they would get that. 
before, I think I would have been thinking, boy, if they don't get this, it's over. Because it was always one shot. Right. Yesterday, you felt like they were going to score on, the, on yeah. one of the next two plays. Yeah. The quarterback played that well. The defense led the way, and it's time for big things, folks. And by lead the way, I mean this. They bent. They gave up big chunks on the first play of the game. Mark Andrews had a 25-yard completion. On the first play of the third quarter, he threw a 40-yard pass to Josh Oliver. And yet the Jaguars, for all the bending, and they bent a lot, they didn't break. And they were resilient, which was the message on the sidelines and in the locker room. This you know, shows our resiliency. And we were down at the end of the game. We had a chance to finish it. We got another opportunity. The offense went and did their thing. Let's finish the end of the game there. And I, uh, shows like if we're playing good football, we're going to do it. I got confidence Great. in the offense. Hopefully, they got confidence in us. And um, you know, everybody knows we're talented. We just got to keep putting it together. It's a good, it's a good way to you know start off this little run we're trying to go on after the bye. But we got to keep stacking them in order to ha- make it happen. The Ravens had five trips inside the red zone. Came away with only two touchdowns. Big thing too: breakout performances. We talked last week on this show. The Jaguars needed to see something from Zay Jones. Hopefully, from Evan Ingram to free up Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne against a vicious Baltimore defense. Well, they got breakout performances. Zay Jones, a career day. 11 catches for 145 yards, most of them being enormous momentary plays where he kept drives alive, and of course he finished off the game. He understands how big it was for the team. Doug said uh, he's going to think players and not plays, and he called my number, and he said, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he called the play, and showed a lot of trust and belief that he had in me. And uh, I'm just so grateful, man. Just such a such an amazing play and such an amazing team win for us. I, I put a lot of time in and put a lot of work in. We all do as an offensive unit. And just to have a special day like this, I mean, across the board, uh, I'm just I'm just thankful and grateful, man. It was, it, was a, it was a good time out there playing for sure. And finally, big thing three, which is really big thing one here, folks. And this is Finally, and we talked all throughout the course of the season about the transition from losing big, which the Jaguars have done in recent seasons, to losing small, which they did frustratingly too late into this season, it seemed, to winning small, which was what happened yesterday when quarterback Trevor Lawrence led that dramatic fourth quarter come from behind win. Yeah, obviously, it feels <laughs> feels great. Like I, like I said after the game, you know, you put in so much work, and to be on to win the games like that, it's just. It's, it's an awesome feeling, um, nothing like it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's super cool. And uh, like I said, though, we've been on the other side, so we understand what that feels like, too. And I think we're just appreciative of where we are, how far we've come, kind of what's in front of us still. And like we said, it's, an, it's a new season once we got back from the bye week, and you can't win seven games until you win one. We had to start today, and obviously there was some, some adversity, and we had to battle through it, and we just found a way, and it was, it was incredible. I think the incredible thing to remember, John, is that they were facing third and 21. The quarterback had just been sacked and, and put the ball on the ground. Our, our JEA lineman in the game, by the way, is Luke Fortner, right? Because he was hustling back to get that ball and preserve the opportunity. Third and 21, he finds Christian Kirk, then he finds Marvin Jones, then some authoritative throws. The 29-yarder to Zay Jones, which we'll show you in our next block, folks, and the touchdown to Marvin Jones. I mean, he didn't hesitate. Put that ball right where it needed to be with authority. He just looked different on that final drive. Yeah, again, there, there's so much to say about Trevor. Uh, one thought, I wrote a story on uh, Trevor basically talking about his breakout game. 
And I went back and I was trying to find a quote in my notes where he talked about himself and how good he felt about it. And there really wasn't one, but you felt it the entire press conference. And he's a humble guy, so he's not going to talk about himself. But couldn't you feel it when you listened to him? 100%. That he knew what had happened. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. And I also thought with him, as you said, I do. I also do a story called Key Plays every day. I mean, every uh, Sunday. Trying to find the key play on the last drive was impossible yeah. because there were five or six, and they were big-time NFL throws. They, you know, the most impressive thing, in the, for, in the fourth quarter, they had two long drives that without those drives, you lose the game. He was sacked on the first play of both drives. Or I'm sorry, the se- I guess the second play put him in third and 16. Right. But they got behind the sticks with a chance to have an interception, you know, have a fierce pass rush. He came through in both of those moments and turned in, I think it was 15 of 19, 173, two touchdowns in, in the fourth quarter, those two drives. Against a Ravens defense that isn't what it was a long time ago, but it's still a playoff. A team's going to be in the playoffs. Uh, a... I'm going to call it career-defining, but a huge jump to where he wants to be for Trevor Lawrence, and I think we will look back at this game. Oh, there's no doubt, and it surpasses some other moments, right? Remember the 18-play drive in the fourth quarter against the Colts? I thought that was a breakout game for him, and in a way it was because we have seen Yeah, that drives- was a mental breakout. This was big-time throws oh, it's over, definitely, and over and over it's again. This was number one overall draft pick throws. 100%. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that we saw they were down 17 nothing to the Raiders, and we saw him bring them back and lead a, a scoring drive right before yep. the end of the half. In Kansas City, you're down 20 to nothing, and he led the scoring drive that got them points on the board right before the half. He did it yesterday. They were trailing. Uh, he got them up seven to six. Then he led them to ten to nine at the end of the half. We're seeing him in key moments. I guess is mm-hmm. what I'm saying in the second quarter and the fourth quarter where he is getting things done. Yeah, I and thought, that, to me, led to what I thought was yesterday the total result of the breakout game. Yeah, I thought three weeks ago, four weeks ago, how long it was against the Raiders, I made the comment that it was the first time I walked out of the stadium after a game and thought, okay, they don't win that game without Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, so now, to me, clearly they don't win yesterday without Trevor nope. Lawrence. So now that's two of three. Um, three straight games over, three, over 100 uh, pass rating, no interceptions during that time. He's only going to get better because there's so moments. But, uh, you know, I, I don't gush very often. I'm not a big gush guy. I've noticed that about you. Uh, but that yesterday was the first time since I've been back here in 2011 where I saw a quarterback who can be elite. One thought quickly on big thing, too, and that is we talked about breakout performances. We needed to see certain players. We saw one, Zay Jones, career day. Jermichael Hasty, you know, first catch, 52 yards uh, receiving on the day. The, the touchdown was 26, I think. Um, you know, he came through when Travis went down. Uh, we've seen strong performances from Agnew, but they needed him yesterday, and he mm-hmm. came up with a big performance. So on a day that Christian Kirk was not getting free against a very good Raven secondary, and ETN was on the sidelines with the foot, other guys stepped up and provided breakout performances. And, uh, uh, tre- you know, yes, tons of credit to the other guys. Uh, Zay Jones quietly turning into a guy you feel like this team's going to be able to count on moving forward in a package with you know with Ridley boy all yeah. of a sudden now you think about Kirk Ridley Zay Jones all of a sudden you got something um credit to Trevor 
for now being able to not have to depend right. on one element of the offense. Whatever tool is put yeah. in front of him, he's showing he can use. And yesterday, he did it for a 28-27 win over the Ravens. And we'll take a look at some of the big highlights from yesterday's game against Baltimore when we return here on Jags Drive Time. What do we got to lose? I mean, you know, and, and it's just, this is something I, I told the staff during the during that last, I don't know, five or six minutes of the game. It's like, you know, we got to thank players, not plays, you know, and, 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 and trust our guys. And, you know, and, and, and that's what this game, our, our guys believe. They believe once we scored that touchdown at the end that, you know, they wanted to go for two. It wasn't my decision. The players were like, let's go, you know, and, and – um, I got a lot of faith and trust in them, and just a, a well-executed play. It's the play we've had in our game plan pretty much every week, and, and um, we were able to pull it out. Great, you know, Trevor today was, you know, was lights out. He played extremely well. That throw, that catch um, for the two-point was was a thing of beauty, and um, you know, I think as a football team too, you know, a win like this just, you know, kind of kind of heads us in the right direction. So John Osier just said he's not a gusher. He's not someone that gets overly excited. Uh, neither is Doug Peterson when it comes to his quarterback, John. He's, after strong performances, said he's getting there. He's mm-hmm. making progress. He's always been really guarded, I think. And said lights out. In his price. Oh, right. no. Yeah. No, no. I, that was the, the, the thing that tripped in yeah. my head. That's the, the highest praise we've heard from the head coach about the quarterback this season. Yeah, a couple of thoughts there. First of all, um, I get what Doug's saying. He was going for it. It didn't oh, matter what the yeah. player. <laughs> so, you could see the look so, in his um, And I think the players coming to him and saying go. Well, first of all, players are always going to say go. Always. Uh, and credit to him. But it was clearly Doug's decision. He was clearly going for it. And it better be his decision because, you know, the left guard's not going to get blamed if it doesn't work. Nope. It's going to be on Doug. So credit to him for doing it. I thought it was, a again, one of those moments of uh, – you know, I, I think he would always do it, but I think for him right now, it was terrific for what he's trying to build with this team that it worked. Because, you know, he's trying to build chemistry. He's trying to make sure everybody understands this is what we're going to be. That was that moment. But, yeah, he, he uh, you know, he, he, he's a pretty honest guy, and that, I think that's why he's not really given to over-gushing when it comes to the quarterback. Sure. Um, he's been measured. He's expressed confidence. But there's also been times this year, even publicly, where he said he's got to get better, yeah. you know, and hasn't really blown smoke. Uh, so, I, again, that was a watershed moment game in so many ways. I think you could see it in Doug Peterson when he was on the podium trying to express how he wanted to say things, but also feeling it that this was really important and this was really big. And the Jaguars win 28-27. How about some highlights from yesterday's game? We'll start in the fourth quarter and the Jaguars are trailing in this ballgame 19-10 and you're wondering can against this Ravens defense, can they make something happen? Fourth and eight. Lawrence, three-step drop looking for Jones. He's got him! What a throw by Lawrence! Drops it in the bucket for Jones and a gain of 27. Oh, Lawrence, Agnew, touchdown! What a drive by Trevor Lawrence! 
And John, there's the perfect example of, again, guys that the Jaguars are counting on who aren't the guys that they're usually counting on. That's a huge 27-yard completion. Yeah, and I thought Agnew's reaction after, and I'm probably making too much of this, but I think mean, there's something there. They weren't mopping anything up at that point. No. You know, like, they weren't just trying to get a couple of stats touchdowns. They still believed they were going to win. They still And they still believe they're – that what they're doing right now matters, if you follow me. I do. There was no thought, you know, uh, and I think, the, and, and they still believe in it. And I thought you could see it on that drive. When the Ravens scored 19-10, to 10, I knew technically it wasn't over, but I think a lot of fans were like, oh, here we go again. But there was none of that. No. And I thought that was pretty significant about the body language on that drive. And uh, one thought on Zay Jones, I know we're going to talk about him later, so I'll mention him later. Go ahead with the highlights. All right, so let's move on to the next. Jaguars now trail 19-17. And after a really poor decision to field the kickoff and run sideways, which pinned the Ravens at their own five, here comes Lamar Jackson, who gives the ball to Gus Edwards. New ball, making some noise. Edwards, the running back. Lamar hands it to Edwards. And Edwards lost the football. You say what you want, um, but Dewey, yeah. right, has made plays. He made him against the Raiders when he came in late in the ball game, and he made it here, which gave the Jaguars the ball back. Now, the offense couldn't do anything with it, so they ended up with a field goal, but they ended up with the lead, John, 20-19. to 19. In the blink of an eye, all of a sudden, now the defense, which had bent and bent and bent, but not broken, breaks serve well, and gives the ball back. Yeah, Dewey gave him a field goal in a one-point game. Yeah. I don't know what else you want. No. Nothing. Well, you'd like a little better coverage sure. on, on the next play. Well, that's not what he is. That's not his fault, necessarily. But here's Lamar Jackson to Deshaun Jackson, who was just lifted from the practice squad the day before the game. Deshaun Jackson in the slot down here. So a little bit of speed to clear out for your tight end, Mark Andrews. Second and 20. Lamar winding up, going deep for Jackson. He's got him! Deshaun Jackson! Was he touched down? Well, he's giving the ball to the official, so apparently he was. That's not what Dewey does. Uh, not that this was entirely his fault, but at this point you're thinking, uh-oh, they did it again. They gave up a big play. Yeah, and, and they did. But, but look, there are issues on this defense that have to be addressed at some point. Second with, down uh, and personal. 11. But for yesterday... The big thing with defense, and you asked Doug Peterson about it a couple of times, look, they held him in the red zone. And they held him enough times in the red zone that they won the game. How many times have we sat in here and talked about it this year? The Jaguars couldn't score in the red zone. That was the difference. Right. In the NFL these days, you're going to have five, six, seven games a year where you have to go win high-scoring, one-score games. And I talk about break and serve all the time. The job of a good defense in the NFL sometimes is in those high-scoring games. Don't allow touchdowns. Well, and That's the Jaguars what you measure by it wasn't just in the red zone. Remember, Devon Hamilton forced the fumble on fourth down against Lamar Jackson. Fourth down and a yard against Lamar Jackson. Jaguars defense broke serve. Okay, so now the Jaguars find themselves facing third and twenty-one after losing ground on the first two plays of this drive with two minutes left. And who does Trevor find? Old faithful. Third and 21, John. 
third down, 21, and Christian Kirk comes up with 16 yards. Yeah, you make the right play. You know, and some of that there, too, is having the confidence that you're going to come back. And I thought, as much as the Kirk throw, that that throw we just saw right there. To Marvin Jones. Under pressure, uh, gets rid of the ball. Uh, uh, all the throws that were talked about yesterday – that might have been the most impressive. And Marvin Jones is not a guy. They threw a, a quick go screen to him on third down. And I remember thinking, why do you throw that one to him? The, the suddenness, you know, the explosiveness up the field, that's not his game. He may have as clutch of hands as Keenan McCardell. Mm-hmm. I mean, this season and last year in, at the end of the game, at the end of the season against the Colts, he makes clutch catches. Zay Jones does as well. So on that drive, Zay Jones comes up with another huge play. Here it is. Third down and six. Lawrence looking deep for Jones. He's got it. What a catch. And now they got to hurry. No timeouts. John, that's the kind of authoritative throw. That looked different. Yeah, well, it was one of of many. The earlier one, the 29-yarder, we just saw that one. Again, you're talking about five or six big-time throws that I think in any other game you'd have been highlighting that one throw right. of his. And with a lot of other quarterbacks. This was big-time arm talent kind of throws. Uh, we're, we haven't even come up on the two-point conversion yet. The two-point conversion was a rocket. Now. Well, let's watch. Yeah. Here's the touchdown. It also qualifies as a big-time aggressive throw. Jones cited his skinny legs and how skinny leg guys have advantages. And he got that, and there's the thigh, the shin, and it holds for the touchdown. The Ravens can't believe it. John I Harbaugh, really couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was I, a little... I, I, I uh, Thankfully for the Jaguars, they called touchdown on the field. Yeah, sometimes there are interpretations of rules that you got to go with. The, the shin thing, I kind of wondered if they weren't going to get him for not getting the knee down. Uh you know, it, it's sort of a coin flip call yep. to me. And good for Marvin Jones because I guess on that play, Brian, sometimes I like it when the call is deserved. And it, it was a heck of a play. And if it's 50-50, give it to him. Give it to the guy who made the heck of a play. All right. Here's the, uh, the play that John was referring to. Big time throw, the two-point conversion. The entire stadium had its heart in its throat as Doug Peterson said, let's go for it. They did. They were rewarded. Lawrence in the shotgun. Looking left. Throws left. And it's caught! Zay Jones! The Jags go up by one! And that's the finally moment. Finally, they're going to win a close game. That's a rocket, too. I mean, it's... Uh, that. I said earlier, and it, it's it's enjoyable, obviously, to talk about a quarterback who plays like this. Um in basketball, you talk about being in the zone. It looked at the end of the game like Trevor was in the zone in this sense. Not like he was just out there throwing willy-nilly, but he knew what he needed to do, and there wasn't a stitch of doubt nope. when he was throwing the ball, that it was going to go where he wanted it to go, that it was going to be the right throw, that he was going to, you know, it, 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 it was a joy to watch because it was a premium athlete doing things that most human beings can't do. You know, those are the kind of highlights that people will watch on their computer all day long. Uh, The highlights of that last drive alone will carry Jaguars fans all week as they get set 
for the Detroit Lions at Ford Field next Sunday. When we return, Hot Takes makes its presence felt here on Jags Drive Time. Well, Monday Drive Time is brought to you by the good folks at CarShield. You can call them now. If your car is out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with the expensive mechanical and computer screen repairs. Call our friends at CarShield now. Time for hot takes, folks. Hot takes on a Monday morning. John, we'll start with you. Well, um, my hot take is, is this the best game for a Jaguars quarterback in how long? You know, I... I hesitate to say ever because we're talking about 27 years. No. Um, it's certainly the best game that, in terms of the impact throws we've been talking about, in terms of the moment since I've been back in 2011. And I'm assuming there probably wasn't one during the time where I was gone for 10 years just because of the arm talent that's there in, in, in what we're seeing. Uh, and you go back to Mark Brunell, had some unbelievable moments, but Mark wasn't this in terms of just the unbelievable rope throws 25 yards downfield. Uh, so I'm not going to say it's the greatest ever. I'm sure Mark well, had a couple that were different than this. Yeah. But this uh, and impact of moment. When you're 3-7, and seven, right. it's hard to have that moment. That's where I'm going on this one. You weren't here. It was in 2007 in yeah. Pittsburgh in the playoffs. David Garrard had a couple of big-time throws. Yeah. Again, he's not Trevor Lawrence. Right. But he had some big throws. But it was the moment, you know, the right. fourth down run where right. the quarterback comes through and sets right. up Josh Scobie's field goal to beat Pittsburgh in the wild card game in Pittsburgh. Right. So you're going back 15 years. R- right. To, to and a, that's more the point. Right. Is, a long time. Yeah. It's uh, This is one of the best. It, it's one of the best, and I don't know that this franchise has ever seen uh, the ability to have six, seven, eight unbelievable arm throws you know and i say arm throws that wouldn't have happened with most other quarterbacks who play it was it was really impressive uh he has to build on it he has to go forward and be great he has to go forward and be the number one overall pick that we think he's going to be uh but again this has that feel of the coming out moment so um mine is this could be the start of something and I have I have laid out the 96 comparison ad nauseum to the point that people are like, really, Sexton, you're still staking with this? But the reality of it is, is that that was a 4-7 and seven team as well with a win over the Ravens the very next week that took them to 5-7. and seven. And forget the comparison there for a moment. But what it did was it, if you recall, because I know you were in the locker room the day that Keenan McCardell turned to the media and said, why not us, mm-hmm. right? There's a belief in that locker room that this team can go beat Detroit. And if you beat Detroit and find yourself 5-7, and seven, then guess where you are? Your name is on the graphic mm-hmm. next week when they start talking about playoff scenarios. Now, it's in the, in the hunt, and it's at the end of it, but isn't that what we talked about for sure. this team? Is to be on the graphic as the, the season turns into the month of November, and every week the anticipation heightening, like it did in 1996, and getting folks excited about what's possible. Yesterday, I think, was that game about getting excited. And I know you talked last week, the schedule's not nearly the same, it's much more difficult, but I think this could be the start of a couple of weeks of a lot of fun in Jacksonville, as people anticipate. Yeah, I think the schedule probably makes it a little too difficult because of this. I think they will be playing teams, Jets, Cowboys, Titans twice, 
you're playing teams that are going to really need it. You and you're probably going to be playing games like yesterday's that are down to the wire. And your odds of winning every one of them. But I'm, I'm not trying to throw water on it. I'm just trying to sort of add some perspective. The reality on is the situation is different. They are going to play teams just like the Ravens. Darius played really, really well yesterday. And if the Ravens get five yards closer, they probably win the game. Right. So you're talking about that sort of fine line. The point that I like about this team is I believe they're going to be on that fine line, and that's significant. And with the quarterback playing the way he did yesterday, it gives you a chance every week. All right, a new segment to share with you here on Jags Drive Time, and it's presented by the Florida Lottery. It's our high school scholar athlete of the week. And this week, it's a young lady from Mandarin High School, Anara Peterson. She's proven academic excellence, dedication to the community, and demonstrated leadership on and off the field. The Bright Future Scholarship Program, which is funded primarily by the Florida Lottery, assists students in pursuing post-secondary education and career goals. The young lady plays flag football, runs track, is involved in cheer at Mandarin High, and has a 3.92 GPA. So, on behalf of the Jaguars and the Florida Lottery, congratulations to Anara Peterson for being this week's Student Athlete of the Week. And we'll come back and wrap things up here on Jags Drive Time in the aftermath with the glow, if you will, of a Jaguars 28-27 come-from-behind win over the Ravens on Sunday here at TIAA Bank Field. We're back right after this. All right, Magellan Transport Logistics moves the freight. Magellan Transport voted coolest office space in Jacksonville. You can join their team by applying online at MagellanLogistics.com. Well, I mentioned earlier in the show that our JEA lineman of the game is Luke Fortner, who fell on that football after it was stripped from Trevor Lawrence's hands on second down with just over two minutes to play. He saved the day, so he's our JEA lineman of the game. But how about this crew from JEA? And the Jaguars would like to thank their frontline teams for all they do to help our community thrive. Please help us recognize JEA's frontline team of the game, representing the 2,000 employees who work hard to serve you each and every day. Congratulations to Luke Fortner and the team at JEA. Brian Sexton, along with John Osier, back to wrap up Monday drive time. Uh, John, the Jaguars now have won two of their last three games, but they go to face a Lions team in Detroit that gave the Bills everything they could handle on Thanksgiving Day, and they've won three of their last four. And these are, are both teams that are looking to push through that glass ceiling that has them in the bottom tier of the league and and push themselves into the conversation in December. Yeah, I think if I remember right, the Lions are at four wins, Jags are at four wins. And I think the Lions are at five. Maybe if you know so they are both teams are at that point where they can get into that six, seven win feel, which neither franchise has been in for a while. By the end of the season, that feels so much different, looks so much different. So uh this is a tougher one that it looks on paper. Uh, at the same time, I think the Lions are probably looking at it the same way. You know, you, you know, wow. Okay, this is. It's not a measuring stick. It's not. It's not to that degree. But for both teams, it's a tougher matchup than they thought. I think it speaks to where both are. You know, both franchises are improving. Which, after having the picks they've had the last couple of years, you're supposed to be. Well, and the Lions, folks, especially after the way they've played. Ford Field has become a loud place, and you've mm-hmm. been there. It's, it's one of those places where the sound, because it's a covered dome, and it's not a really high ceiling, right? They don't have an upper deck. Um, 
It can be loud. It's going to be a challenging place to play if the Lions folks are believing. Yeah, but at the same time, if you believe you're ascending, uh, if you believe that Trevor Lawrence is becoming this kind of a quarterback, uh, it, it, it's the kind of game that you can go win on the road and feel really good about yourself coming back. Who's the Ozone podcast for the week? Uh, I believe it's going to be Dewey, Andrew Wingard. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. He's a fun guy. The so, Lions, uh, you're right. They are 4-7, and seven, so it's two 4-7 and seven okay. teams. All right, here we go. Jaguars and Lions, and we have plenty to talk about. We'll be back with you on Wednesday to begin the preparation for the Jaguars-Lions contest on Sunday. Jags with a big win. The whole city is going to feel good today. Enjoy it, folks, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday from right here at TIAA Bankfield. Have a great Monday.